Diary. Today I interviewed Joe. He's from Canada. He's been over five characters in the past seven years, and most recently was Vimy for the Invictus Games. Take a listen. Oh, okay. So we're just going, we're going right into it. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Uh, hi, everybody. Hi, uh, Mascot Diaries. Uh, how long have I been a mascot? Yes. My name's, uh, well, first off, my name is uh, Joe, Joe Abdullah, and I've been a mascot uh, for, this will be my, this is, this is my seventh year. So I've been doing the mascot thing since uh, summer of 2011. So nice. just over uh, 70 years now, which is which is kind of crazy. Which characters have you been? Oh, I've been a, a bunch at this point. I started off with, uh, like, I started off in the CFL team, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the Hamilton Boy. So I was representing our own CFL team. Uh, then we did, like, Hamilton Bulldogs, Wild Waterworks. Um, and uh, eventually I got to do the Pan Am and Para Pan Am Games, which was uh, a really big deal for Canada. It was the largest sporting event in Canadian history. And um, just recently I got to be a part of the Invictus Games, which was the largest like adaptive sporting event for uh, wounded servicemen and women. Yeah, and I think that's awesome. And I do want to talk about that a lot because you traveled with the suit and it seemed like you were just taking like pictures like you brought the suit just to like oh. take cool pictures like everywhere it was amazing and i was like like where okay i guess we'll just start talking about it right now <laughs> because uh i will post the link but if you want to give your instagram now like you posted tons of pictures of you just traveling with your suit and and you just taking these amazing shots in the in the suit so um <laughs> of like nature in the background and it was great so do you want to give out your instagram yeah so um uh if you want to go look on Instagram and look up the account uh, at Invictus Vimy, uh, Invictus, I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S, Vimy, uh, V-I-M-Y, as in Vimy Ridge. Uh, it's a historical battle he was named after. But uh, the Instagram there, starting about like two months ago, we, uh, we went on tour across Canada, like uh, all the way from west to east and um we uh we were we were basically a traveling show we were uh we had to set up like a stage and we were carrying a flag across canada before the games and when the flag got back to toronto that was when uh, as soon as we raised the flag that would be when the game started but we went on tour to raise awareness for it first and it kind of became like a a quest to make uh vimy the most well-traveled mascot in canada so we took our mascot everywhere that we were taking the flag ended up getting a lot of really uh cool like touristy photos and they're they're all up on instagram or a good number of them are anyways yeah no i thought that was so cool like i i like to see traveling pictures like i would one day like to travel as soon as one of my dog passes away like yeah it's it's really sad they're crazy but i think that's amazing and i love that you're from canada i haven't i haven't had anyone from canada on the show well i had someone from the mascot company but not an actual mascot you know talk about their experience first, i'm really excited first about that. canadian mascot uh, yes, happy to yes. be here. congrats <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i just thought those were some beautiful shots and funny story i you're you're a dog for for that mascot right yeah so the mascot is a service dog yes and for some reason like i always think like okay like mascots like they wear like a t-shirt or something and there was this one shot where you were lifting some like a, a you were on the bench and you were doing like a bench press or something. It was at that point I was like, why is the mascot like naked, right? And I know you're a dog, 
But I was like, wait a minute. I was like, this whole time, like, you just have the little handkerchief on. I just thought it was funny. Like when I realized that I was like, I was like, oh, wait, no, like that's that's his thing. He just has the little bandana. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we tried to make him look more like a, an actual service. Dog. I know what you mean. Like all my other mascots, like for all the sports teams typically have like jerseys or some kind of crazy clothes on top of the costume itself. Yeah. But uh, Vimy was just the bandana and the hat. But yeah, we actually like... We were giving out a little, I don't know if they're on the Instagram, but we had like these little cute dog bandanas that we were giving out to uh, service dogs for uh, like the, any military personnel who had a service dog and we'd give them out to them, which was really cool. That's awesome. Okay. So I have to ask because I always ask like, I mean, did you get paid to do all of this? Or I mean, I mean, I would have done this for free as long, I mean, as long as you paid for my hotel, I would have paid for my own food. But I mean, that that seemed like a really cool experience. So I mean, what was the deal there? Uh, yeah, uh, of it, it was my job. It was, uh, I kind of put my life on hold. I had been working for Invictus Games since about, um, for like the last year and a half now, actually. But um, specifically, like the last three months, we had a, uh, the the flag tour project came up and you know i had the opportunity they were like joe uh we're gonna go on tour from uh, for like the next two months i kind of had to make a decision i was like i told my other job you know i was like you know what uh, i'm gonna put my life on hold i think this is gonna be like a really important opportunity it's for a really good cause so i just kind of like put everything aside and uh, i became part of that team the flag tour team and we brought the mascot along which was like which was incredible because the mascot like it it went over very very well and i also got to do like a lot of other jobs while we were traveling too like a lot of the photos that we took i got to edit as well um i got to set up like the stage and the show and av equipment and stuff so i was very busy the whole time and the, the mascot was like that was my role but it ended up being like an entire like job Oh, yeah. But no, I think that's that's awesome. And yeah, I mean, I probably would have done the same thing. I don't know. Like, I feel like if it was in the summer, I would definitely be like, heck, yeah, like I would skip the end of the last because I'm a teacher. So it's like I'd skip June and go through and like maybe skip August or something. I don't know. But if it was in the middle of the school year, that'd be tough because I don't get a sub. So, yeah, that's yeah, th- th- this work. was like pretty much uh pretty much like half the summer at least like especially for here because uh, it doesn't get warmer till later and um I, I i like left and it was summer i came back and summer was gone like this yeah. was uh i had to i just kind of dropped everything i traded in my summer for this incredible experience that wouldn't have done it any other way it, it was awesome and yeah. like i got to see like i'm from canada but canada is such a it's a giant country and I, i've never gotten to see so much of it and you know it, it was an adventure really Every day was a new adventure. Yes. And I, if you don't know what we're talking about, I encourage you to just go check out the Instagram and, and that, that'll be posted in, in the links uh, as a link in, in the notes and stuff. It, it was really cool to see you just traveling because I knew about it and I was waiting for you to come back so that we could talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, it was cool following along and just seeing like some the great pictures that you took and stuff. So going back, thank you for talking about that. <laughs> Why did you want to become a mascot in the first place? So becoming a mascot in the first place, like way back when it started, um, I still remember like, uh, I, I guess like me and my sisters, we always used to do like, uh, I was always interested in being a performer. 
me and my sisters used to do like a little bit of dance and a little bit of theater and stuff when we were younger. And um, just one day, like randomly, one of my friends on Facebook, they were I, I they were interning for a CFL team, and they posted on Facebook. They never they didn't even post about like the mascot job. I didn't know about it. They were just asking to like who wants to. I forget what she said. She had posted something on Facebook like, who wants to go out dancing or who wants to, who's a really good dancer and wants to come to some event. And I was just like, yo, hit me up. And then, like, she was like, hey, so here's the deal. Uh, we need a mascot performer and we're doing auditions. And uh, I think you would be really good if you tried out. And I was like, oh, okay. And so, like, I went and uh, I remember this was, it was like a, my audition, like, maybe only lasted like a couple minutes and then they told me they're like okay well we have a we have a preseason game tomorrow would you be able to do the preseason game tomorrow and see how you would actually do at a at a full game and i was like uh sure so i went and like i fell down that rabbit hole and i've been doing it ever since i guess never stopped and i feel like i feel like i was born at a really good time where mascots were just like a really influential part of my growing up. Like when I was a kid, I remember all the popular like TV shows and media we had like, and I, I a lot of these are Canadian TV shows. So I don't know oh, yeah. if you'll <laughs> recognize some of these, but like there's Barney the Dinosaur on PBS. I think that one was in America. Yeah, we had that we one. Had, <laughs> we, had a we had a bunch of other TV shows uh, based from like Toronto. We had like uh Polka Dot Door, uh, Pokeroo, Sharon, Lois, and Bram, and The Elephant Show. Uh, we had The Muppets. The Muppets were, like, huge. Me and my sisters would always watch The Muppets. And I feel like we had all these old, like, VHS tapes of all these shows, and we would watch them every single day. And I feel like growing up as a kid, like, getting to meet those characters, like, if they ever came to town as, like, a show, getting to see those characters was, like, a huge deal. They were basically, like, children's celebrities. So then, like, when they asked me if I wanted to perform as mascot, I kind of, like, respected it enough to think myself in the situation as, okay, so now I, it's going to be me on the other side of the experience. Like, I remember being a kid and, like, being really excited to meet all the cool characters and this time I was like, I, I'm going to get to be the cool character. So I want to I wanna make the experience what I had, basically. So I, I feel like that had a lot to do with, like, at least me trying to, like, do a good job and, like, continuing to do it. So you mentioned these character jobs. So on top of this, do you have, like, a full-time job or are you juggling, like, several jobs? Uh, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I am juggling like a lot of different jobs. My career is kind of all over the place. I went to school for like media production, so I do a lot of video editing, uh, some photography. Before I worked for the, so like way back before I worked for the Pan Am Games, I was working as like a blended learning instructor for the engineering department at Mohawk College. Uh, basically, I would just like create lesson plans and put them online for students. But then like I had this opportunity come up and they were like the pan am games it's going to be this huge amazing it's 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 kind of like the olympics except it was i think by like number of like competitors and mass and sports it was actually going to be bigger than the olympics in canada and so like i i looked at it i was like oh i i couldn't say no i was like yeah i, I gotta apply for this and then i ended up like switching jobs and then going over to pan am which was like an incredible two-year journey just working like with the mascot team and in the world of sports entertainment um it, it was crazy and then like like right now like um 
I have a couple other jobs and uh, I used to work at a post-production facility. Uh, right now I'm working at a mental health institution for youth with autism, uh, just working as a counselor. So there, I, I do have a couple other jobs on top of mascotting, but you know, whenever the mascot opportunity presents itself, I'm always looking to like take it or at uh, least go yeah. as far with it as I can. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> In terms of like goals, like, I started doing it for like sports teams and then like when I saw Pan Am I was like this is it this is like if I can do Pan Am that's just like the biggest th- to me that was like the biggest opportunity in the world and like then like Invictus Games was like again like a very similar experience and like I feel like now like I really want to work for the Olympics one day mascot for the Olympics specifically I think that would be such like an incredible opportunity and like I f- I feel like I need to do it like <laughs> it's just I've I've I have the experience now and it's just like it's it's kind of like a goal of mine. I feel like I would really love to do the Olympics. I'm not sure when or how, but would love to do it. Yeah, I think that's that's some stiff competition though because from what I heard that when that hedgehog came out, what was his name? Oh, where was he? He was Hedgehog. I, I, the Pan Am mascot because no. that was uh that was a porcupine, Patchy the porcupine. That was me. <laughs> No, no, no! It was it was a hedgehog. Oh man, I'm totally blanking. And he he like took over the internet, and he was all over my feed like like a month ago. I want to say so. They had two former NBA mascots in that suit. They had uh, what's his name Anderson in there, and another. And I don't know if he was current or former. The other guy that they were switching out. I think. Yeah, I when I when I finally heard who it was, I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. Like that they would travel over there just to, to do all that stuff. Or I, I don't know what they're doing now, but um, petition, but you could, you should definitely try out and reach out to whoever you need to, if that's like on your bucket list. <laughs> oh, oh, totally. It's, it's like, it's the next goal. It's the next one I want to do. Yeah. Any benefits from, from being the mascot? I mean, have you ever used the suit to your advantage? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you mean. Like famous like, um... people like to try and get free stuff or... Like anything uh, like that. I haven't really I don't think I've used it like unless like I was working. Like I've gotten to do a lot of cool things because it was part of uh work. Like so for for the uh for the Invictus games which we which I just did, um like when I was doing the uh the finals for uh basketball, like the you know, some days we had like there's some really cool people who came out to the events, like the one day um like for different events, we had like some. We had the Canadian Prime Minister, uh, the Prime Minister of Ukraine, uh, Obama, and Joe Biden came. Prince Harry was there, so like, there were a lot of like cool people, and I was just like feet away from them, dancing it up in a dog costume. I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. I, I got to do a good job." Yeah, <laughs> I did. I saw that. Like there was a news clip, and I was like, "Oh, hey, like Joe's there." I, I'm interviewing yeah. that guy. I was like, "Well, he's the mask guy," you know. <laughs> yeah i just try to do my best and like i was trying i was running around getting the crowd like hyped up I'll, the invictus games is crazy because we had like uh 17 different countries and they're all like uh, they've all previously served in the military so they're all like very supportive of each other and it, it was really cool because like i feel a lot of the event itself was opposed to like uh the olympics uh, invictus was much more about like the personal stories of the competitors and watching them overcome their own like personal obstacles so like we had a couple of events like we had um at athletics we had some of the competitors they were like visually impaired and 
they were competing against each other, but they all ended up like holding hands and crossing the finish line uh, together. And we had another event where um, we had a guy, I think he was a, he's like a triple amputee and he was obviously, you know, struggling to overcome like his own personal limitations to complete the athletic course. But instead it, it, the event was no longer about who is becoming first place because all the other competitors, they ended up coming around like the lap again. And like, just so they could finish the course with this guy. And as soon as he finished, like the crowd erupted because everyone was just so overwhelmingly happy to watch this man, like overcome that like obstacle, you know? So I, I feel like, like these are just kind of like really cool experiences I got to see at Invictus, and like I'm I'm glad that I got to be part of that. It was it was, it was so cool. Definitely, like, and I I love that kind of stuff. I mean, I work with students with special needs, and it it's on a whole different level. Like when you're working with someone like who maybe is in a wheelchair or in a walker, and just like them overcoming things, like it's it's very rewarding. Like. I, whoever you're working with i mean whether it's an adult or it's it's a child and they've been they were born like this and or you know with their condition and they're struggling to get over things like and just being a part of that that overcoming and being a positive influence like it's it's very re- rewarding so yeah yeah and like that's why i think like i at least like i think like yeah the biggest benefit of being the mascot or if you want to call it that like the the best benefit I receive is just kind of getting to meet all of these like inspirational people and having all these incredible experiences and, you know, living through it, except like through the mascot's eyes. It's really cool. Yeah. There's like a, like, like it's, it's really fun too. Cause um, a couple times on tour for Invictus games, we went to a couple locations. Uh, one time we went to the, uh, the Olympic cauldron set up in Vancouver and it was like a, kind of an emotional moment for me because I've only been there twice in my entire life. And the first time I was there, I was in Patchy, the uh, Pan Am mascot. Second time I was there in Vimy for Invictus. And I've been at this place twice in my life, but I've never been there in person. I've only been there like in costume. So it's like I've re- I have all these crazy memories where I've only remembered it through like behind the mascot's eyes. And it's just... <laughs> It's crazy. Same thing with the CN Tower. I've been up to CN Tower now, like maybe five or six times, but I've never actually seen what it looks like in person. I've only been there up as a mascot. And I kind of, I think it's kind of special that way, in a sense. I always like wonder if, <laughs> if when mascots go and they do something and they do an event, like, okay, so in LA, we have this sky space area, right? So it's, this like on the 70 something floor of one of the uh, towers in downtown LA. And so Bailey and Cosmo and, and Chuck, they, they went up there and, and they did like a skit and, and a couple of their pictures are, are posted there and, you know, they promoted it a little bit. So I wondered like, did they get to stay like afterwards <laughs> like, or did they just go? And then it's like, well, here I went down the slide, but I was in like the suit and stuff. Cause there's like this clear slide that goes off the side of the building and down oh, cool. a floor. So, so yeah, I always like wonder that. So you didn't get any time like to yourself afterwards. Yeah. So, sometimes you do. And like a lot of the times you don't, cause <gasps> for a lot of these locations, I would like show up, get changed in the truck, go and then run back to the truck and go. And it was just, there oh are just a lot of places. It's just like when people are like, oh, do you remember this place? And it's just like, yeah, I remember it. But like from inside the costume, it's very hard to get 
the complete visual of where you were. No, I more yeah. just remember like <laughs> the people I met and like right was right in front of my face. No, yeah, and I definitely I've been inside a couple suits now, and like vis- visibility is one thing, and it's like like how do you? I mean, you're taking in an experience, but it it really is like very limited because how are you supposed to remember like that? I don't know that visual aspect of the colors and just like seeing everything in, instead of just like out of this little tiny hole. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> I'm a suit. Like, I don't know. That's oh, that's crazy. <laughs> what is? What do you think is the most daring thing that you've done in the suit? Most daring thing. Uh that I guess like in like, it's been at least a couple things. Let me think. Like, um, at least like recently. Uh, so when we were on tour with Invictus Games, I'm going to keep talking about tour a lot because it's just fresh in my mind. Oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, I think that it was a great, great experience. And um, like, uh, so me and my uh, buddy Ken or my coworker, we, you know, made it our own side project. We we're like, we're going to make this the most well-traveled mascot in Canada. It's going to be great. We're going to take him to all these cool locations that we're carrying the flag and meeting the flag bearers and stuff. Um, we were in Alberta. And we were in a town called Drumheller. It's very famous for uh, digging up dinosaur fossils, and they have this, they have this like kind of like a mountain. They call it uh, the Hoodoos. The Hoodoos specifically are these really cool, uh, like geographical. They're these rocks that basically took like millions of years of erosion and wind, and they they're really cool. They, I think they've been on like the cover of National Geographic. But basically, there's this like cool little like mountainy area with these really cool ancient rocks and uh we were like oh well we got to take the mascot there we got to get a picture with these and we were like yeah i'm all for it but it was like probably the hottest day of the summer it was like it, it was well over 30 degrees uh celsius canada um like you would look at like the rocks or the pavement and you would just see like waves coming off of it it was just so so hot and we were like, well, we're going to get Vimy, the mascot, and we're going to have him hike up the Hoodoo's Trail. What? And I, I, I was all for it. I was just like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, who? I was like, this is what I was born to do. Who else <laughs> would, what other mascot would ever go hiking the Hoodoo's Trail? Like, the perilous dinosaur fossils, except for Vimy, the Invictus dog. He will overcome every obstacle. So I put on the costume, and we went out, and like, uh, it was... It was uh, it was a quite a difficult hike because I was in the costume, which is like it's hard enough to move around. Like, but we were. Um, Did you put on like, the feet? Oh yeah, we, I was in the entire costume, and what? we decided that we were going to go hiking up this entire trail in the costume. It was like a challenge and a half because, like, f- from the bottom, they they had all the hoodoos and the like the ones near the the bottom of the road. They were all fenced off, so you had to go like hiking if you wanted to go see the other ones and. We ended up hiking up the entire trail and there was like quite a few times where like I was hanging off rocks and climbing in the costume and it's hard enough to see in the costume. But when you're trying to like climb up like the sides of rocks and like one one slip could have been a quite a nasty fall. And we kept hiking and I I took my time because I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, it's got to be safe. But I, I did it right. We climbed all the way to the top and uh we we ended up making it there's a there's a picture of this on the instagram where we got to like near the very very top and there was this very 
very narrow uh, rock pathway. It's kind of hard to see in the picture, but we were like, I probably could have fallen like 100 meters off to the left and like 200 meters off to the right. And we wanted to get a picture of Vimy like jumping and doing the splits on top of this like really narrow piece of rock. So I did it like maybe like 10 or 12 times to try to get the perfect picture of it. Uh, it's on the Instagram. You can go look at it. There, there is quite a few times where we wanted to get like these like super cool picture moments. And, uh, but uh, I, I think that might've technically been the most daring stunt because if I messed that up, we were very, very, very high up and it was uh, like, it, it wasn't going to be a good fall if you on the way down. Cause it was just covered in like spiky rocks, but it was definitely like sticks out as one of like the, highlights of the tour either way even if it was like really hard because it was such a it was such like an amazing place to explore an adventure it was just, i'm so glad that we got to take the mask out there did was was anyone else on the trail like when you're going like just random people yeah i mean like near the bottom uh like maybe another like 70 80 people because it's kind of like a touristy location but as you climb up higher like less and less people because it kind of gets a little bit dangerous the more you climb up. So there was a lot more people at the bottom. Did they ask what you were doing or take pictures yeah, so of you? We, we were going around and like every time people like so many people would come up to us and ask for photos and ask what we were doing. Some people would look at the mascots like Mandadan and be like, Oh, the Invictus games. Like, isn't that in Toronto this year? And cause this was all the way in Alberta and we were raising awareness. We took a flag. Every time we went out to a location, we would take a flag and we would get all the people and strangers that we met to sign it. And then at the end of the Invictus games, all the flags that we had and got signed on tour, we ended up uh, giving them to one of the competitors from the games. So we had something like 560 competitors. And by the end, we had 560 flags signed by random strangers across Canada that, that we gave them. <laughs> and they were all like writing like, oh, thank you for your service. Like, good luck at the games and stuff like that. So we were we were raising awareness while we were at all these locations, like getting people to sign these flags to give to the competitors. We were giving out free swag and stuff. When people saw like the dog climbing up to the top of this mountain, everyone was just like, oh, what, what's going on? What is this? Like, why are you in the car? Like, it's crazy. It's so hot. Why are you doing this? Speaking of hot and you just sweating in the suit, did you wash the suit at any point while you were traveling? Oh, yeah. As, as much as humanly possible. Because if I'm doing my job right, it's it, like the, by the end of the day. Especially if we were like, if because we were we were basically a traveling show, and sometimes we would hit up like three, four like locations a day, and like by the end of the day, the costume was just soaked. So we always like, I always try to fold it inside out. I would like air it off completely so that it was dry. We'd try to like spray it off, and then whenever we could like find like a laundry mat, I would always try to wash the costume. If we didn't have a laundry mat. I'd always try to like take one of the hotel cloths and like wipe it off as best as I could. Like I, I basically just, I needed it to smell like at least nice enough where I couldn't go hug somebody and have it smell. Cause I, I that would be awful. So we try, I tried to like keep very good care of it. And like that with all the mascot costumes, you want to try to like, like maintain and you know, you're, it's basically your, your work uniform. You got to keep it nice. What was your form of transportation? I was trying to look through the Instagram real quick to see if I saw anything in the background. But yeah, what were you riding around in? Like an RV or or just a... No, well, so uh, everybody else from our team 
got to drive across Canada in these really cool Jaguar Land Rovers and Discoveries. But myself and my buddy Ken drove around in the U-Haul truck that was oh carrying God. all of our stage equipment so that we could build our stage, our inflatables, our tents, our AV equipment. We had this giant truck, and so I, we were in the we were Team Yoohoo. We were uh, in the U-Haul truck is what we drove around in. But then we also, like, going across Canada, sometimes we'd have to change it up. Like, we ended up having to take a ferry a couple times to get to all the islands. We um, we took the Via Rail train for two days. The Via Rail was one of our sponsors for the game, so they wanted us to take the flag and some of the flag bearers aboard the train. Um, that was a really interesting place to have the mascot because... I'm pretty sure the hallways of the train were smaller than the actual mascot itself. So it was really hard to get around from carriage to carriage. I felt like I was being squeezed and birthed through every hall that I had to walk through. But um, it went over like really, really well. Everyone was like, oh, we have a, a, a dog dressed up on the train going up and down. Like, what's going on? Oh, the Invictus games are here. It was, it was a lot of fun. But And then, um, uh, yeah, so we got to fly on the airplanes as well so when we got back to uh toronto from the western side of canada we had to fly out east and then drove all the way back and did it again so we were uh we did a lot of traveling mostly driving that's crazy did you take any like video footage like documentary status like of of you traveling like place to place or was it just the pictures mostly just the picture there was okay um there is a really, really, really good video, and I can probably link it to you after this call. We had uh, two of our media team uh, create a video that documented the, the flag tour part of the journey. Okay. And there's, there's, there's obviously a lot of video footage of the actual games themselves, but the flag tour does have a specific video. It's, it's very hard to, f to find online. It was mostly just shown at live events, so it's not on their Facebook page, but I can give you a link to the video. It basically like shows all the locations that the team went and different competitors and flag bearers, and it's, uh, it's a really cool video of the flag tour that kind of like highlights uh, certain moments. But uh, for me, the, uh, like specifically looking at where the mascot went, probably the Instagram is the way to go. And then I have a lot of videos on... Like, uh, just my phone and stuff too. It's like my dream to make a mockumentary <laughs> of me like going, like traveling. We like you guys, I'm following like, um, well, I'm like traveling around to meet all the mascots that I interviewed. And <laughs> like one of those, like, and it's like me waiting or like me chasing after like one of the mascots be like, wait, I need a picture. <laughs> like really dumb, like five minutes worth, but um, maybe like 10 or 15, but I don't know, like that's that's my dream, but I have crazy dogs, so <laughs> and I don't think like it would be relevant like ten years from now, like when this is like all like said and done. I don't know, it's like something dumb that came to my head, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, never say never. At least uh, if you ever come up to Canada, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I, I might be, be doing one again. So <laughs> that would be like the most expensive one, <laughs> or like me trying to like cross the border and stuff, like. Was there anything really unexpected that you just had to like deal with and 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 get past? Um, unexpected. I mean, like, I feel like there might have been a lot. <laughs> yeah, every day there's always like every day is a new like uh, event or a new like four or five events, and so like unexpected stuff just pops up all the time. Like every day we would try to make the most, and like 
plan where we were going in Canada and then look up like whatever crazy tourist locations we could get. Um, like I remember, uh, for example, we went out down to Halifax, which is like far east Canada. Uh, the whole town is like a lot of boats, a lot of docks. And um, specifically, we were looking for a tugboat. His name is Theodore Tugboat. And uh, I don't think any Americans will know what this was. It was basically the Canadian version of Thomas the Tank Engine. There's this tugboat, and he was like a children's TV show. And we found out that he was docked in Halifax. So we were driving around on our free time, and we were like, let's find this tugboat and get a picture of him. It would be so cool. And uh, just like randomly, we ended up asking strangers where Theodore the Tugboat was docked. And we came across this guy. His name was Archbald. Uh, Captain Archbald, because when he he told us, he's like, well, Theodore should be docked down over this way. He's like, but if you folks are with the Invictus Games, he's like, I do happen to be a captain of this World War II memorial ship. And we just looked at each other and we're like, oh, shoot, we got it. And then he's like, I would be so honored if I could have you guys uh, come aboard the SS Sackville. So we ended up like completely unplanned appearance. And then it became like a spur of the moment, like flag tour stuff. Like he... You just kind of got to go with the flow. And it was really cool because it was uh, like a memorial ship. So, And like we're the Invictus Games, so we're like representing, you know, Canadian military family. So it was a really good location for us to hit up. And it was totally not planned, but it was just right place at the right time. Yeah, all worked out. (laughs) Yeah. And then like, you know, sometimes unexpected stuff. Like uh, I'm trying to think of anything like bad that happened or dangerous like you always gotta at least as a mascot like i always try to be in control of every situation and what i'm doing because like unpredictability is going to be a big part of the job so you always gotta try to like keep a general awareness of like stuff that's going on around you when um like we we took uh we took vimy the mascot to calgary stampede which is this really big event in canada it's um it's uh, Calgary, Alberta, and they have like a, this stampede once a year, and the whole city of Calgary like turns into this big, big party. And while we were there, like first we took them into the stampede parade, and I, I I had to do the entire parade in the mascot costume, and like all the other mascots got to be on top of these like really cool floats and kind of just stand and wave. I had to run the entire things, of course. So I was just like, okay, I'm ready to go. Put me in. And unfortunately, like, um, we had new mascot shoes that day. And I, I wanted to put on the new shoes because I was like, you know what? We got to do a lot of running. I'm going to put on these new mascot shoes. Uh, it's going to be great. Unfortunately, they weren't that. <laughs> there was a problem with the mascot shoes. And they ended up, like, completely cutting the back of my feet. Like, it broke through every layer of skin. Oh, my it gosh. Was, it was really really bad and like i didn't realize how bad it was until we had finished and the entire like the entire like parade like i was running and i it was super hot and i was out of breath but i was also trying to like i was cartwheeling around and doing my jumps and like dancing and trying to be as energetic as possible and like just throwing my body out and right behind me in this parade like the the thing about the stampede so like there were a million horses in this parade. And if you've ever been in a parade with horses, you always got to be careful walking behind horses because horses, 
horse has got to poop. Yeah. <laughs> so I have really bad visibility. I'm running the entire parade. So the entire time I'm trying to like watch where I'm going, but also like watch where I can jump and do cartwheels and stuff. I don't want to like do it in the wrong area. And then right behind us, we had a giant tank. Uh, we had a tank right behind me and it kept doing like this thing where it would, the base would rotate clockwise while the turret would rotate counterclockwise. And this tank kept on getting really close to me. And I, every time I was like out of breath and wanted to stop, I couldn't because I had this giant tank chasing me down right behind me. So I was like, oh, I got to I got to keep up. So I kept running. But at the end of this parade, like I I took off the costume and like the back of my feet were just totally ripped off. It was it was horrible. Like even like touching them, I was like it was like the worst pain imaginable. And this was only our first day. I was supposed to be there for like six days of events. And like I, the back of my feet were totally ripped off. So we had to go like uh, my coworker, Greg, he went he went to the shoppers drug mart we bought some like gauze and some tape we wrapped up my feet and like it was very very painful i just kind of told myself in my head i was like you know what it it hurts to even walk even just taking a step would like sharp jolt of pain up my legs but a lot of the like people were representing you know these are competitors and a lot of them had lost their legs or they had their legs blown off and like uh while they were serving in the military so you know i just told myself i was like you know what whatever pain i'm going through you know i can overcome it i just got to be more careful uh and we worked through the event and there was like another event that same week where um we took the mascot another like unexpected situation we had uh the calgary stampede has a big club on site the club's called cowboys this this place is huge uh there is like hundreds and hundreds of people and everybody there is like they're dressed up in the jeans and the cowboy hats and there's a lot of bands that are playing a lot of dancers and everybody is really 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 drunk and so you know it's kind of a not like the first place you would ever expect to find a mascot but we were one of their sponsors for the weekend so they had like invictus games playing on all the tvs as like an ad and um I remember our CEO really, really, really wanted to have the mascot show up there for a couple pictures. And like my boss was there, my coworkers was there. And I was like, you know what? We can make this work. You just, I know that if we do this right, like people, people will love it. You just got to be like, you got to do it right. And you got to be very, very careful because it's kind of like an unpredictable location. And there's a lot of drunk people. So like we brought the mascot there and I ran out on stage and there was like all the dancers up on stage. So I started like, I came out, I ran out in the dog costume and started dancing with all the dancers and everyone was like, what's going on? Who's the dog up on stage. And like, by the end of the night, I ended up crowd surfing around the entire club. Like people, people ended up loving it. So it was again, like you just kind of like, you always find like situations where like, Oh, the mask is going to be really good at this or the mask is going to be really good at that. You just need to, know in your head with confidence like what's going to work and what's not going to work because sometimes you you always want to be in control of every situation and like as long as you're comfortable like it ended up being great we got like a lot of cool photos people really enjoy themselves those are just some of the unpredictable situations i think recently that i got myself into and out of Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to ask one more question before we wind down. I don't know if you ran into a lot of this or maybe like in your past experience, but I always ask this this one question. How do you deal with the unsupervised children, the crazy teens or maybe the drunk adults or women? <laughs> drunk, drunk fans are always a little unpredictable. 
sometimes they're a lot of fun because like if you're there to get people excited and to cheer like sometimes drunk fans are the most ready to part but you always got to be really careful because you never know when someone wants to like pick a fight or something so again you just always have like a third eye in the back of your mascot head you know, yeah always always, always got to be careful and then with with children like you always got to be careful with unsupervised children especially in the mascot you have poor visibility like sometimes there are kids that are like really 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 small and they're so small that you're you can't even see them because if they're like close enough to you you and you take a step like you, you might accidentally knee them in the face so you always got to be I, I think a lot of people don't realize this about mascots especially like if they haven't done it before themselves but you, you always have to be very very conscious of where you're moving around it's almost like driving a car sometimes got to check your blind spots <laughs> you got to be really careful because if a mascot ends up kicking a kid this is this is like the worst thing you can do and you always want to be careful like sometimes parents will come up and some parents just run up they're like oh here hold my baby for the photo and i i usually say no 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 to holding babies because like i would never want to drop a child no matter how great it would be to get that picture like you know you you got to put your foot down sometimes like always try to be safe being safe is like the number one part of the job you know you gotta have you gotta be safe before you can have fun no yeah definitely i was recently in a costume i was helping out a friend um who's principal at a school that suit oh my gosh it was only the second suit that i've been in but i couldn't see anything like i really we propped the mouth open with some erasers (laughs) like we blacked them out we colored them black and we put them in the mouth so that i could see a little bit and yeah like this the suit was really slippery too like i don't know if that makes sense that the fur was it's kind of new so it if like my hands were slipping off like and it just the the material and the lining and the fur just it was all very slippery i don't know if that makes sense like <laughs> oh yeah yeah that I definitely know what you mean. And so if there was like a, someone like a parent with a baby and like I would just keep walking. And if they if they said something, if they called to me afterwards, like I wouldn't turn around. I would keep walking and just because it's really hard to hear in there, too. But I was like, oh, like, I don't want to hold a baby. And there was one point where I really could not. There was only like so much visibility. Uh, at this point, I was in a photo booth. So they, they sat me down. And I think the lady was holding out the baby. So I'm like waiting there like for them to sit down. And I I don't think I'm really sure she was like, okay. And then she just sat down with the baby and I was like, oh, my bad. Were you like handing me that baby? I was like, yeah, that that was probably really tough. And and just I was making sure that I put my hands out just a little bit like I was swinging my hands forward. So there was no kid in front of me like I would. I would do that move just to make sure there was no one in front of me. Yeah, it was so hard. And parents didn't understand that. So I kind of like freeze when they would ask for a picture and then like make a pose and kind of just like wait for the kids to come near me because I had no idea where they were. Like, really. That sounds tough. Yeah, it was not the best suit. I mean, which I didn't expect it to be. I mean, she was like, oh, yeah, I got it for like 600 bucks. And I was like, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, what is the best part about mascotting? The best part? Uh, definitely, like, I think I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but, like, some of the memories and experiences I've had have been, like, just, like, these incredible experiences that I never would have had unless I was in the mascot costume. So, like, uh, let me think of some 
Um, <clears throat> so like, uh, so when I got to do Pan Am Games, uh, shout out to Pan Am Games. Uh, Patch the Porcupine was their mascot. I I had the opportunity to be Patchy, and you know there was a lot of like really cool memories I have from the games. The the sports themselves, like. The, the, it was these humongous crowds and these competitors from all over the world competing against each other is really cool. I got to dance and be part of the opening ceremonies, which was um, so like we have uh, in Toronto, we have the Sky Dome. It's, it's now called the Rogers Center. It's where the Blue Jays play. And we had the entire building sold out to do this opening ceremonies shtick. And I got to be in the mascot and perform in front of this huge crowd, which is like something I'll always remember. But like the, the, the biggest moments are sometimes like also the smallest or the, it, like uh, the ones that more like emotionally connect to you. I had this uh, moment on a torch relay for a Pan Am. Uh, we were going around Canada with the Pan Am uh, team with a torch. When the torch comes to Toronto, the game start was the idea. And we were, um, <clears throat> we were doing like a kind of a little parade for this event. There were a lot of uh, school kids there that day. All the schools had like a little field trip to come watch the, the flag bearer. I mean, not the flag bearers, the torch bearers is Pan Am torch bearers uh, bring the torch down the street um, I was in the mascot. I was patchy, and I was dancing around and like giving out high fives. And uh, all the kids were going crazy. They they all wanted to come up, and they all ended up like coming out onto the street just to dance with the mascot. It was really really fun. And um, after like we passed through, I was uh, running back to go get changed in the truck. And um, we had this teacher come up to us. Uh, it was, there was me and uh, Rosie. She's uh, she was my handler that day. She was also previously a, an actual competitor in the Pan Am Games. She did uh, gymnastics, but she was uh, there that day uh, handling me as the mascot. And we had this teacher, and she's like, "Oh, uh, we have uh, someone who really wants to meet Patchy, uh, the mascot, one of the one of the kids, but um, she uh, she's visually impaired, like she can't." She can't see, so she couldn't come up and like dance with you when uh, when you're going out of the streets. So we walked over to go meet this girl. I think I, I think her name was like Christy, and the the girl. I guess the way she wanted to meet the mascot, but she couldn't see. She was totally blind, and so the way that she saw things was by uh, using her hand. She would reach out and like feel, and she was really excited because like her um like uh the teacher whoever was looking after her was like explaining like oh yeah the uh the mascot like she was trying to explain what a mascot was she's like it's like a really big animal and so the girl like (laughs) seeing the mascot like she reached out and like started feeling the mascot and you could see it in her inner i'm looking through the mascot's nose and it's like very bad like vision but like i'm i'm making other girls face and like watching her like reactions to feeling the mascot's face she would like reach out she would touch the nose she'd be like whoa and then like rosie would be like oh well that's patchy's nose and she was just feeling like she's like that's his ears and she was reaching out and like visualizing the mascot and she, like she was just so amazed she's like oh my gosh she's like patchy she's like those are your ears and the the por- like patchy was a porcupine he had a uh, 41 giant quills on his back so she got to feel the quills and she was like oh my gosh you have so many so many spikes you're covered in spikes and like it was she was like amazed like because i guess she had never seen anything like it or you know felt anything like it and then she uh she she stepped back. She's like, and she she almost like a little upset. And uh, she's like, she talked to the teacher. She's like, how come 
Patchy doesn't want to talk to me. And then Rosie was like, no, 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 like, sweetheart, she that's it's not that Patchy doesn't want to talk to you, but Patchy, uh, the mascot, he he can't talk, you know, he can't speak. And she, she kind of like had in her head, like kind of how she couldn't see the mascot couldn't speak. So then Rosie's like, but, you know, kind of like how you see things differently, Patchy like talks differently. So if you reach out and hold Patchy's hand, uh, he'll he'll dance with you. And that's how he likes to like talk to people. So me and the like little girl, because all of her classmates got to dance with the mascot. And so she wanted to dance with the mascot too so she reached out and like we started dancing and it was like this really like special moment where i feel like this was definitely like the i felt like i was making someone's day i uh, just like this was something that like a mascot moment this would have never happen i said the mascot costume me and like just connecting to this kid and like having this experience and it was it was really really special to me and like though that's something like I'm always gonna remember. And like I always remember like what it looks like inside the mascot's head. And like I was sweating and out of breath and just I was just like so like at the same time like touched in a way. I was just like, Oh, this is like this was really special. Oh yeah. I, I mean, that's amazing. And like th- that that's like a moment. I had a I had a couple like moments like that too recently, like for the Invictus games. Um uh when when we started like the the tour we started the tour out in like vancouver uh at an air show and we got to meet one of the uh competitors for team canada and she had um she had some post-traumatic uh stress injuries from when she was uh, in the military as well as i think she also had some nerve damage in her knees and you know she was not sure she wanted to come out to the event uh but she wasn't sure how she was going to handle like the sounds of the airplanes at the air show. And she was kind of afraid to meet the mascot as well. Cause she wasn't sure who would be under it. And she didn't want to have like an emotional breakdown. She had kind of like had a lot of uh, stress. And so like we met and we got to meet her for the day and like hear her story. And the, at, everywhere across Canada where we would meet these competitors and like hear their stories and the obstacles we overcome was like, is very like uh, very personal very personal connection to all the competitors, which was something that, you know, I had never gotten from any of the other sports organizations I work with. I've never gotten to hear so many different people's stories, but we met this one competitor at the air show and like, we ended up becoming like really, really good friends. Uh, we got along and we had a very like similar sense of humor. And then she wanted to walk around the air show, but she at the same time was like, well, she wanted to overcome that fear because she was very uncomfortable being there. But she wanted to like personally overcome that. So she wanted to walk around the air show, but she wanted to have the mascot, you know, walk with her so that she could kind of like, I I guess it just made her more comfortable in a way. And it was this really surreal moment where I was there to dress up as a service dog, but kind of in a way I felt like I had like become a service dog because I was there, you know, for emotional support and we, like, it was a really like special feeling. Oh yeah. It, it, it is again, like something like I never, I can't even imagine having like an experience like that otherwise. And it was really, really special to live through. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I mean, working with students with special needs and when you're working with them and then like something finally clicks that you've been working on you know for a really long time and I have like one student who's visually impaired I can't imagine like trying to 
explain what a mascot is like to my student. Like if I had to, I'd be like, well, because he's really young. Like he's like the, it sounds like you're uh, the person that you met. Like she she was a little bit older and and she was understanding more. Like she was a bit more understanding. Yeah, she must and, have been like uh, maybe like eight or nine years old she's but she like she understood that i was that i was an animal i was porcupine but i was a very friendly animal and i was also very big (laughs) no yeah no i yeah i don't think like at this point like with with this particular student like there's no way that like we could even explain that and so the hardest thing about mascotting the hardest parting the hardest part i mean like it's always it's always really hard work that I'm always like, it gets really sweaty. You're always out of breath and you're yeah. always, it is in a way like, I don't, when I explain it to people, like it is kind of mentally taxing because I'm uh, at all times, I'm trying to be aware of my situation and I want to like be on time for everything, especially from at games. And it's like, you gotta, Oh, you have a hit at uh 20 minutes in row J and you got to make sure you're in the right place at the right time, but you're also getting stopped for pictures along the way. You always got to be like, on the ball exerting energy at all times but you know you got to be safe when you're doing it so it's you kind of uh the difference between like a a bad mascot and a good mascot i feel is uh you need to know like like half the battle is just uh approaching people in the right way so like if i'm in a because sometimes i'll go to events and i'll see like other mascots and like there'll be someone standing around in a suit just kind of like not really doing anything, not really approaching people or just kind of like standing around like, and it, it's just like, wow, you're just a guy standing around in a suit. But like, and you know, if a good, you're like, you're in a, if you're a good mascot, like you always kind of need to always be looking at like how to approach people and like approaching the right people. If like, say I'm in a, if I'm in like a room full of a group of adults and like, I visually can see, one person who's really excited that the mascots there are like the one person you know wants to take a picture with that mascot i always immediately go and approach them first because what happens it's kind of like an icebreaker effect when other people are around and see that first person go up and take the picture with the mascot it kind of like breaks the ice a little bit because it's this is more so with adults mascots are always kind of like sometimes people are like oh yeah cool mascot it's not like that they don't like mascots they just don't really know how to approach and ask for a picture so as soon as they see somebody else ask for the picture that's when like you get the snowball effect because suddenly when one person can come approach the mascot for pictures like they everybody wants to do that and there's like a similar like situation that happens with children too where like sometimes you'll get kids and i always whenever i whenever i go to work i always like assume that every child i meet this could be their first time meeting a mascot a lot of times it is so a lot of times you'll get kids and they're not really sure what to think like this is the first time they're ever meeting a mascot and they're not really sure what to think yet they know that you're something very very different but they don't know whether you're safe yeah if you're something they should go like say hi to so you always gotta like again it's uh, it's very similar like i i always start I'll high five somebody else first, whether it's like a parent or somebody near me, or like if it's like another kid who's already there and like feel safe with the mascot. And then once the other kids like see you doing that interaction with somebody else, 
in their mind they want to like that for when they see the first time it becomes safe for them to copy that interaction and adults are the same way like as soon as somebody sees an interaction it becomes safe in their mind to copy that interaction and so that's how you can walk into a room where no one's interested into the mascot as long as you can find like that first person suddenly like boom you can say hi to everybody and that's just like a, a little way that like i look at it and it's uh yeah like i know that sounds like um weird but like these are just like different things that are always going through my head while i'm working and it's a lot more yeah i'm I'm always thinking when i'm in the costume it's it's uh there's a lot more to it than i think people realize a lot of the times i'm not just kind of aimlessly wandering around i'm always trying to be conscious of what i'm doing and at the same time you're always like if i'm doing a good job like i'm always out of breath uh (laughs) trying to dance you know trying to be safe um at at invictus like i was climbing up railings and balancing on railings and jumping and doing all these cool tricks and like just trying to get the crowd hyped up and like it's uh it's very very hard it's very hot inside the costume at the same time it's i think the hardest problem i always have is that it's uh it's hard to breathe inside the costume a lot of time it's like trying to breathe through a wet blanket so you always wanted like pace yourself because uh, it would be horrible if you like fell or blacked out in the costume because you push yourself like too far so you kind of got to need to know your limits which i definitely do at this point and um yeah it's just uh it's definitely uh it's it's not easy it's uh it's hard work but it's fun work is what i think oh yeah definitely and just last two do you, I know you mentioned it earlier about like your influences and stuff, but did any um, mascots inspire you or which mascots do you look up to or just any shout outs? Yeah. So uh, when I started, uh, there's another mascot uh, here in Hamilton who trained me. Uh, he had done the Bulldogs for like, uh, for like crazy amount of time, like more than 15 years. And, and then he ended up doing it like more than 20, but uh, he trained me and like, I, I kind of like watched him and he, he's probably the best mascot I've ever seen in person. This guy is amazing. And I always like, if I can do like half as good a job as Wes, then at least I know I'm doing, <laughs> at least I'm not a half bad mascot. Cause he's amazing. Uh, and like, I just kind of like watch the way he interacts with people and, uh, the way like he exudes all this energy. And I try to like emulate that, um, as like for other mascots, like if I go on a YouTube, uh, I always like watching videos of the Chicago Bulls, Benny the Bull. He's always like the videos that they produce of him. They have like a really good, yeah, it is like a lot of really good highlight videos of like Benny the Bull, the mascot that I think if, if you're here interested in mascots, uh, I recommend watching because they're really funny. And then any shout outs to anyone in the world? Uh, shout outs to all the other mascots. <laughs> uh, there are not many of you, but <laughs> I appreciate what you do. I hope you do it right. I think uh, not a lot of people understand mascots, but even even like uh, even people who hire mascots, I find a lot of the time they like they don't always realize the work, like all the work that goes into what we do. But I think that you know it's a very rewarding job in the sense that you always get very immediate and personal feedback because you always is it like when I was doing it like just for Invictus, like anytime we would go into like one of the one of the military bases like as soon as you see like the smiles on everyone's faces and 
you can get like people to dance and like you you always like see people like enjoying themselves and having a good time and it's always like that immediate feedback and like you you know it it, it yourself is like people appreciate what you do so well i want to thank you uh for taking the time to talk with me i know it's a long time in the works oh yeah yeah it's been a it's been a very busy couple of months but but uh, i think uh, (laughs) i think i'm finally taking a little bit of a break right now but thank you. Uh, thank you for ta- uh, taking the time to talk to me and, you know, for scheduling. And I, w- I was just waiting for this interview. I I think it was really interesting to hear, like, about the traveling aspect of it and my first Canadian mascot. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, no, uh, congratulations on reaching. I think you've done more than 40 now. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's you're the... 42. Yeah. So but I never knew something like this existed. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad that I do now. Uh, thanks. Uh, it was uh, someone, one of the fans uh, at the time, Cody, pointed me in this direction. So thank you, Cody, if you're yes. listening. <laughs> Shout out to Cody. <laughs> I hope, Cody, you better give me that interview. You got to be number 43 now. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be in there somewhere, yeah, to close out. Maybe we'll get to 45, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, well, thank you, and uh, have, a, have a good night. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. And that was it for episode 42. I feel like I'm really proud of the 40s, I guess, of episodes, even though I haven't recorded a couple of them, but up to like 46, like I really had a blast recording with everyone. And I don't know if it's just because I have no time to prep and worry about it because I like I've literally been getting home and just like turning on the computer and the mixer and everything and just like calling these people. Uh, So I don't have time to like worry about it. But I also feel like I'm kind of all over the place as well. And plus, I was really sick, like for three weeks and I'm still getting over this nasty cough. So yeah, I apologize if it's just like all over the place and I'm all nasally. Yeah, like I totally blanked on Hero the Hedgehog and yeah, he's not even, oh man, I edited this like a lot. I sounded really dumb in it. Like he was, so he was the mascot for the IAAF, which is, I looked it up, you guys. I did my research. That was in London a few months ago. And that was the International Association of Athletics Feder- Federation. So yeah, they had like some championship games over there. And so Hero the Hedgehog was, uh, was their mascot. And I was told the, the people in that suit were, were, yeah, former or recent NBA mascots, but. Yeah, so that's why he was so crazy and like awesome. (laughs) What else did I want to talk about? Oh, I just wanted to tell you guys, I finally reached 40 states. I'm still trying to get into Montana and Maine, Wyoming, I think. I think that was one of them. And New Mexico. So if you know any mascots there, please pass on this this podcast. (laughs) And Joe was my first Canadian mascot guest. I know I had a Canadian guest before. If you listen to the mascot company episode. Mark was from Canada. So um, he wasn't technically Joe wasn't my first Canadian guest, but he was the first Canadian mascot guest, I guess. I just want to thank everyone who's reached out and is trying to help me get to 50. And I feel really bad. I've actually had to turn away like three people for interviews. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel really bad. But I just like I want to end at 50. I mean, if you listen back to what episode was was Will on? I mean, I never thought I was going to make it to 50 episodes. And I'm like, I've scheduled 48. Those are going to be done by this week, by the end of this week. And I have two that 
I'm I'm waiting till I'm on break and I hope to to schedule those because I'm gonna give those two guests like anytime you want, man. <laughs> anytime you want. As long as I get this interview, I'm hoping we can work something out. So we'll see. And and that's it after 50. And then I'll come out of retirement when Cosmo wants to give me his retirement interview. Um so yeah. Uh <laughs> stay tuned for that like 20 years from now. I'll be waiting, Cosmo. I'll be waiting. And uh as always, thank you for listening and take care.